This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, friend, and welcome back to Foul Play. In our previous episodes, we've explored the horrifying world of Robert Ben Rhodes, the truck stop killer, and the terrifying experiences of his victims. We've delved into the incidents that led to his capture and the chilling evidence that was uncovered during the investigation. In today's episode, will look at his trial and sentencing, which, to no one's surprise, began with the prosecution demanding the death penalty. As the evidence against Robert Ben Rhodes continued to mount, the authority wasted no time bringing him to justice. On April 1st, 1990, Arizona State Trooper Mike Miller's quick thinking and decisive action led to Rhodes' arrest. The traumatized victim found in his truck and the accounts of other victims would prove crucial in building a case against him. Rhodes initially maintained his calm demeanor, attempting to downplay the situation and distance himself from the horrific scene inside his truck. But the sheer volume of evidence against him would soon prove too overwhelming for even him to maintain his facade. Robert Ben Rhodes was taken into custody and his crimes were investigated by detectives Lee and Young, who found more than they were prepared for. His past with the BDSM community in Houston, his abusive relationship with his wife Deborah Davis, and the deprived acts he committed in the back of his converted semi-truck turned dungeon all painted the picture of a dangerous, sadistic man. Robert Ben Rhodes' trial began in 1992 and he was charged with multiple counts of kidnapping, assault and murder. The courtroom was packed with people all eager to see the sadistic killer face justice for his heinous crimes. During the trial, the prosecution presented a mountain of evidence against Rhodes. The court learned that Robert Ben Rhodes used his truck as a mobile torture chamber, transforming the cab into a place of unimaginable horror. 
He would abduct women and hold them captive inside his truck, using various restraints, like handcuffs and chains, to keep them immobilised and helpless. The victims were subjected to a range of brutal acts, as Rose used various torture devices to inflict severe pain on them. Whips and horse bits were just some of the cruel instruments Rhodes employed in his torture sessions. The victims were beaten, raped and subjected to other forms of abuse over a period of days or even weeks. Rhodes' sadistic nature meant that he would not end their suffering quickly. Instead, he would prolong their torment until he grew tired of them and eventually decided to end their lives. In some cases, Rhodes took his victims out of the truck on lonely stretches of road, putting a leash around their neck like a dog. This further dehumanised and humiliated the victims, adding to their psychological torment. The combination of physical torture and emotional trauma inflicted by Rhodes left the victims in a state of constant fear and agony. The photos he took of them to keep as memorabilia only added salt to the wound. Perhaps the worst bit of information the courtroom was confronted with was the story of Regina Walsh, whose body remained unidentified in the basement of the Millard County Sheriff's Office for 13 years until a chance set of circumstances led to her identity finally being discovered. The prosecutors added that after Regina's capture, Rhodes kept her and tortured her for seven days before shooting her multiple times and disposing of her body in Millard County. The victim had been brutally strangled, using a wire twisted beyond the point necessary for death. Her hair was cut short, and her pubic hair had been shaved before death. This odd detail became the primary focus of the investigation because it pointed to the psychosexual gratification of the killer. As these horrifying details were shared with the court, the room was left in shock and horror. It became clear to all present that this man had caused unimaginable suffering to his victims. His actions would leave a lasting impact on their families in communities. But this was only the beginning. The defense team took almost every opportunity to discredit the stories put forward by the escaped victims and families who had suffered at Rhodes's hands. Rhodes's defense team attempted to argue that the acts he committed were consensual and that his victims were willing participants in the sadomasochistic activities they tried to discredit the testimonies of Rhodes' ex-wife Debbie and other key witnesses, questioning their credibility and highlighting their prior relationships with Rhodes and potential biases. Among these was Debbie's past in the BDSM scene in Houston and how she engaged in sexual acts with Rhodes willingly. But the prosecution quickly countered these claims by presenting additional evidence, including Rhodes' trucking logs, which matched the dates and locations of the abductions and murders. They highlighted that many of Rhodes' victims were underage, 
and therefore unable to legally consent to such acts. They also pointed to the sheer level of violence and torture inflicted upon the victims, asserting that these acts went far beyond the realm of consensual BDSM. These accusations, the prosecution said, painted the BDSM community in a bad light, since the community is clear on rules regarding consent. As the trial went on, it became obvious that the evidence against Rhodes was overwhelming. His defence team, recognising the strong case built by the prosecution, began to consider negotiating a plea deal to avoid the death penalty for their client. In September 1992, Rose was presented with the evidence against him by his court-appointed attorneys, who advised him to accept a plea agreement. Ultimately, Rhodes acknowledged the undeniable case against him and pleaded guilty to the murder of Regina Waters. At the sentencing hearing, the judge wasted no time in condemning Rhodes for his horrifying actions. He described Rhodes as a monster who preyed upon the most vulnerable members of society, inflicting unimaginable pain and suffering on his victims. The judge sentenced Rhodes to multiple life sentences without the possibility of parole ensuring he would never again have the opportunity to harm innocent lives. But that's not the end of the story, because a man like Rhodes doesn't just disappear. Incredibly, just a month after he was sentenced, Rhodes filed a motion to reduce his sentence. He argued that his defence counsel hadn't filed a certificate of compliance with Supreme Court rule and that the case should be reconsidered once this compliance was shown. And amazingly, it worked. The trial court wanted to deny Rhodes' appeal, but the court overturned that decision and sent the case back for further investigation and action. On August 24, 1994, the higher court's order was issued, and the trial court received a letter from Rhodes on September 21, 1994, stating that he withdrew his guilty plea and that his trial attorneys hadn't responded to his letters. The court appointed John Coleman, one of Rhodes' previous attorneys, to represent him during the new phase of the case. Unexpectedly, though, John Coleman filed a motion less than a month later to withdraw as Rhodes' counsel because Rhodes accused him of making mistakes in his prior representation. In January 1995, the trial court received yet another letter from Rhodes, stating that he had been coerced to plead guilty by his attorneys and the Bond County Sheriff's Office. He also mentioned that he had previously fired Coleman and requested the court to order a newly appointed attorney to contact him. On January 31, 1995, the trial court allowed Coleman to withdraw as Rhodes' counsel and denied his motion to reduce the sentence without appointing new counsel or holding a hearing. In his second appeal, Rhodes requested the case be sent back to the trial court because his request was denied without appointing counsel. The higher court reversed the decision again and sent the case back to the lower court to determine if Rhodes desired counsel. On remand, 
defense counsel filed a motion to withdraw the guilty plea in December 1996. The state filed a motion to dismiss, alleging that the request to withdraw the guilty plea didn't get filed on time, and the higher court's decision only applied to the motion to reduce the sentence. In our ongoing journey dissecting real-life mysteries, I've found a perfect companion in a game that not only captivates, but also lets me step into the shoes of a detective in the glamorous 1920s, June's Journey, as someone who's delved deep into the game, playing through the intriguing scenarios of June Parker, I can personally vouch for its immersive experience. In June's Journey, you unravel the mystery of June Parker's sister's murder. Each scene is a visual and intellectual puzzle, with hidden clues scattered across beautifully crafted locations. What I've enjoyed most is the depths of the storyline. Each chapter peels back a layer of this thrilling narrative, revealing danger, mystery, and romance. Besides the allure of solving mysteries, the game lets you design and customize your own luxurious estate island. Building my estate has been a delightful escape, offering a creative break from the intense narratives we tackle on the podcast. For those of you who enjoy the blend of history, mystery, and narrative depth we explore on this podcast, June's Journey offers a chance to live out those elements in a beautifully interactive setting. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android, and join me in this ongoing quest to uncover hidden truths and solve complex mysteries. Attention, friends. Are you ready to embark on a journey into the unknown this Mother's Day? Prepare to dive into the depths of your family's history with MyLifeInABook.com. Each week, MyLifeInABook.com sends intriguing questions, uncovering the thrilling tales of your mom's past, and then she can either type her response or use their voice-to-text feature. From daring escapes to nail-biting encounters, her life becomes an epic adventure waiting to be explored. This Mother's Day, give the gift of excitement and intrigue with MyLifeInABook.com. It's a thrilling ride through your mom's life that you won't want to miss. I gave this to my mom last year, and let's just say I didn't know my mom as well as I thought I did. Check out MyLifeInABook.com and use code SHANE at checkout for 10% off. Create an unforgettable gift for your mom this Mother's Day. That's MyLifeInABook.com and use code SHANE for 10% off today. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. In April 1997, the Defence Council filed another motion to withdraw the guilty plea or reduce Rhodes' sentence. It was like Rhodes wanted to continue haunting the families of his victims. Families that wanted nothing more than to put the whole case behind them and move on with their lives. Instead, these continued updates and withdrawals kept frustrating everyone involved with the case. 
Rhodes, it seemed, was not willing to back down. The court granted the state's request to dismiss his motion to withdraw the guilty plea, but allowed the defence to present an offer of proof on the motion. Four years after Rhodes' initial sentencing in 1998, another hearing took place on the motion to reduce his sentence, and an offer of proof was presented on the motion to withdraw the guilty plea. The court once again denied the motion and rejected the reduced sentence, stating that the sentence was negotiated within the legal range. It's difficult to understand why Rhodes would attempt to escape the sentence he rightfully deserves. After all, he knew what he was doing, and if he pleaded guilty the first time, it was an automatic admission of his crimes. So, why was he fighting a lost cause? One possibility is that Rhodes is driven by a fundamental human instinct for self-preservation. Like many individuals, he might be trying to avoid the harshest possible punishment for his actions. A life sentence represents the most severe consequences for a crime, and attempting to dodge such a sentence could be seen as a natural reaction. Another explanation could be that Rhodes hopes to present new evidence or argue a legal technicality, which might lead to a reduced sentence. It's not unusual for convicted individuals to appeal their sentences, hoping to secure a more lenient punishment. On the other hand, some criminals are known for their desire for attention and notoriety. In Rhodes's case, it's possible that his continued appeals and fights against his sentence provide him with a sense of importance and relevance in the public eye. It's also worth considering that Rhodes may not fully accept responsibility for his actions or feels no remorse for his crimes. It's one of the things Detectives Young and Lee noticed about him, his lack of empathy and remorse for his actions, which prevented him from pleading mental instability and getting treated. Rhodes argued that the trial court had given him a life sentence based on the crime being exceptionally brutal or committed during a forcible felony. He claimed that since the charge he pleaded guilty to didn't involve a felony murder, the only reason for the life sentence would be the brutal nature of the crime. He added, in a particular moment of chic, that the court didn't find the murder to be exceptionally brutal and didn't have the authority to make that decision. This argument is based on a case called Apprendi v. New Jersey, where the US Supreme Court ruled that any fact that increases a penalty for a crime beyond the maximum allowed must be proven beyond a reasonable doubt to a jury. Rose was referring to the case of Charles Apprendi Jr., who shot at a family's home because they were not of the race he preferred in his neighbourhood. He was charged with several crimes, but none of them actually mentioned his actions were racially motivated. He later pleaded guilty to a firearm offence and was given a sentence higher than the maximum allowed because the judge found the crime was racially motivated. The Supreme Court found this to be unconstitutional. But in Rhodes's case, he did plead guilty as was informed of the possibility of a life sentence before doing so. The state had even planned to seek the death penalty, 
which Rhodes cleverly avoided by pleading guilty to the crime. The prosecution also made sure there was enough evidence to put him away for life. A guilty plea is enough to prove the defendant was guilty beyond a reasonable doubt. By pleading guilty, Rhodes clearly admitted to the criminal acts and all the material facts in the charges against him. The plea ends the controversy and immediately removes the prosecutor's burden of proof, not that the prosecution took it because they were determined to get the facts out. Since Rose was sentenced to the offence he knowingly pleaded guilty to, he can't now claim his rights were violated. It finally ended the following year when the court made it abundantly clear to Rhodes that he didn't have a leg to stand on. He would have to see his sentence through, and there was no other way around it. He now sits in Maynard Correctional Centre, a maximum security prison in Chester, Illinois. As we conclude this series on the truck stop killer, it's essential to remember the lives lost and the pain inflicted by Robert Ben Rhodes. The true impact of his crime goes far beyond the courtroom, affecting the families and communities of his victims. This case also serves as a harrowing reminder of the darkness that can lurk beneath the surface of seemingly ordinary individuals. It highlights the importance of vigilance, empathy, and community in preventing such horrors from happening again. At the same time, we can find solace in the tireless efforts of law enforcement officers and investigators like Trooper Mike Miller and Detectives Lee and Young and the prosecution team who work diligently to bring Rhodes to justice. Their unwavering dedication in the pursuit of truth and justice offers hope that even in the face of evil, the light of human resilience and determination will always prevail. As always, thank you for listening. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.